You're listening to The Sauropod, and I'm Shrishma Naik. And I'm Catherine Sherlock. And I'm Justin Zeppa. And this is The Snooze. This is The Snooze. Sauropod News. And now, here's the latest from yesterday. Reporting to you live by recording from our kitchen in the North Atlantic, it's The Snooze. We now send you over to our snooze desk and Justin Zephyr. Thank you, Catherine. Catherine Sherlock, ladies and gentlemen, I'm here reporting to you live via recording from Reykjavik in Iceland. Also joined here by Shrishma Naik. What's up, Shrish? What's up, Justin? Nothing much. We're just doing this pilot episode of our new Sauropod snooze cast. Right, yeah. I'm really excited about this uh New series? Uh, me too. Right. This is a real. This was a fan favorite. This segment from Reykjavik tonight, yes. featuring Mr. Dettafoss Bergman, who is still around. He's lurking somewhere. We can't. We miss you. Come back. Yeah, come on back. Come, come home. Back it's us. okay. It's okay. But until that time, we're going to tackle this news that you needed to know probably some time ago, but maybe you didn't get around to it. It's the news between news. We call it the snooze. Yes. It's a lazy person's news. So, But it's all the information you wish you knew. You wish you knew. Right. Catherine, how are you feeling about this joining the snoozecast? I'm so excited. You look elated. I, I really am. And yes. you've... You've nice and relaxed also. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Our staff masseuse, George, the uh, friendly robot uh, massage therapist, has done some work on Catherine this yes. evening. And yes. we're feeling pretty good. Goosey-goosey. Yeah. Yes, yeah. We warmed up with some Beyonce. Yes. It was B-Day all day. <laughs> and now we're going to get into it. Yeah. All right. Catherine Sherlock, what is the first snooze item of the evening? Okay, file under snooze dossier type, heists, art, and otherwise. Thank you, Catherine. I'm intrigued. I don't know about you. Heists and art. Yeah, mm. love it. Love everything let's, let's about get it. get into it. All right, Dateline. Uh, a couple months ago, this goes back to September 2019. BBC, the Bloody Beeb reporting. Gold toilet stolen in Blenheim Palace burglary. <laughs> I remember hearing Are you familiar this. with this? I Catherine? am actually okay. familiar with this. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Your country folk. Well, um, yes, and a connoisseur of the arts, okay, especially course, right. especially latrine. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Art based on. All right. Well, color me intrigued. Uh, an 18 carat solid gold toilet has been stolen in a burglary overnight at Blenheim Palace. A gang broke into the Oxfordshire Palace at about 4.50 BST, British Standard Time? Mm-hmm. Okay. And stole the artwork, Thames Valley Police said. The working toilet, working being the key. Do you know, that was going to be my question. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like it's like the Beeb knew that you wanted to know Of that. course, like, you, you're desperate. It's the first thing right. you want to know. Uh-huh. Someone actually using, using that. It. Okay. Yeah. So um, whose toilet was it? Well, uh, well, we will get into it here. Let's okay. see. Uh, the working toilet entitled America. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think we can pause right there. <laughs> okay, we're done. <laughs> so let me, I don't no. think we're going to hit any more gold. There's right. so many layers. There are. <laughs> That's a rich seam well right done. there. Well done. Okay. Um, <laughs> As we know, art can be, art is subjective, right, everybody? Art can be interpreted many ways, but I can't help but feel like this can be interpreted one way. (laughs) Mm. Mm. Um, I mean, it's a golden toilet. What is there to interpret? Well, it's entitled America, so maybe, uh, you know, it feels like they're trying to make a statement of some kind, especially when you hear the rest of the sentence, which is entitled America, which visitors had been invited to use, has not been found... But a 66-year-old man has been arrested. That's an odd <laughs> coupling of data there, but I'm glad that they, they've given so us they all found, the information. So they found who stole it. They've, they've arrested somebody. You know, they really don't say... I mean, it could just be two entirely separate events of just like somewhere in the country, a 66-year-old Can man I was arrested. Say, I mean, it, BBC needs to work on their... <laughs> content <laughs> in terms of quality of writing. Oh, fo- follow up maybe. 
<laughs> this was probably reporting at the time. So what oh, we need yeah, now yeah. is yeah. follow up. Well, I mean, and Catherine, I mean, you have to hold your breath. Don't mm. hold your breath, actually, because oh. it's not going to be till probably February that maybe we wrap this up. If we even come back to it, okay. that's the glory of this news is that we don't have to be on top of it. Mm. It's really just it's all gravy is what this show is. Mm-hmm. So, like, mm-hmm. if you just happen to get some more. Perfect, you know, but... I'm just seeing toilet jokes to everything you're saying right now. (laughs) (laughs) I don't get it. All right. All right. Um, The burglary caused significant damage and flooding because the toilet was plumbed into the building, police said. So this is an actual... And I, I will try to show the group here. Goodness. I mean, it is just an actual toilet that's been gilded. And has been has been hooked up to the pipes and whatnot. Solid yeah. or gilded? Is there a what? Wow, that's a great that's question. A, because wow. I mean, is it plated or is mm. this is this? It didn't did you, did it say like um, solid in the first sentence? Eighteen solid. carat solid gold, gold. toilet. Yeah, go. yeah. Is that possible? I mean, that's a yeah. lot of gold. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it's possible. I mean, eighteen carat. Okay, so it's not twenty four, but, but still. That's it. I mean, that's got to be heavy, well, right? Yeah, yeah, I would say so. But, but you were not carrying the toilet. You're sitting on it. They should check the floor oh, underneath it is what I'm saying. Is uh, Boom. I mean, buildings aren't built for... Uh, normally, they are por- But this porcelain? is a castle. Yeah, true. It's a palace. A palace. So, do, Catherine, do you have any information on Blenheim Palace that, you're, that you can share with us? Mm. Like, who would have commissioned the building and installation mm. of... I, I have absolutely no idea. Peep it. It was part of an exhibition by Italian conceptual artist Maurizio Catalan that opened on Thursday. The 18th century stately home is a world heritage site and the birthplace of Sir Winston Churchill. Okay. That is, yes. Is this his toilet? Um, let's see. Speaking last month, Edward Spencer Churchill, half-brother of the current Duke of Marlborough, said he was relaxed about security for the artwork. No, so I'm guessing... Okay, wait. So, Italian conceptual artist Maurizio Catalan that opened on Thursday. So, I think this is, was a recent acquisition. Mm. Um, Edward Spencer Churchill also remarks, it's not going to be the easiest thing to nick, he said. So there was planning Nick, that when he actually said Nick. Well, he's trying to be earthy, right? Like he's, right. He's one, he's one of us. <laughs> so this, they so they planned. They had to do a lot of planning to basically steal this uh, toilet. Yeah. Okay. So let's let's discuss for a moment, right. if we may. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. Let's say your plans for the day are let's break into Blenheim Palace and steal a toilet and steal not only a, a toilet, 18 a carat golden, solid gold. Golden. How fucking heavy is that? And then no one, what, no one realized when the pipes burst, when they took, I don't know, where's the security in this? Yeah, you know, this could be an inside job because how are we turning the water off? Let me look at the picture of the toilet again because I also think I found a photo at one point of the floor torn up. Let's Google it, everybody. Blenheim Um, Palace toilet. You mean engine search? Oh, yeah. I mean, we're going to search, search engine it. Mm. Toilet stolen. Um, this is quite a bathroom, by the way. It's got wood paneling. Okay, there it is intact. Oh, here we go. So this is an after and before picture. <laughs> I mean, that, that bathroom got fucked wow. up. <laughs> wow. And, and yet, I don't see and yet water they damage. They haven't caught the people. Now that would be underneath, I guess. Tell you what's a good looking, good looking toilet. That's why I'm gonna give you one more, one more peek at that. Hmm. This is it. I mean, it, because it, you know, being 18 carat, I mean, and not 24, it's not goldy. You know, mm. you know what oh, I'm saying. Okay. I, th- I think if they'd gone for 24, it, it that would be uh, that would have been too much. That oh, would, you know okay. what I'm saying? Yeah. That's what makes this. Yeah. Okay. Tasteful. This is tasteful, right? Yeah. <laughs> I think. I think you're right. I think brass. <laughs> you're like, mm, kind of cut some corners there. Yeah. Twenty four carat. Trying too hard. Yeah. Way too hard. Yeah. 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 Okay. Fair enough. Uh, let me see if there's any further. I would almost feel bad pooping in a gold toilet. Like yeah, I, I'm like not sure almost. I ever want to poop any other way. <laughs> <laughs> Like, you know, like, there's that stain on the gold again. Like. Gilding the lily. <laughs> um. it, it, yeah, it brings a whole new meaning to the whole rolling that turd in glitter, right? right. Oh, <laughs> right. 
<laughs> polishing it. You're polishing it. Exactly. Right, right, right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, in a tweet, Blenheim Palace said it would remain shut for the rest of the day, but would reopen on Sunday. Okay, so like sort of lower the flag to half mast for a day, that kind of thing mm-hmm. in tribute. Palace Chief Executive Dominic Hare said they were, quote, saddened by this extraordinary event, but also relieved no one was hurt, unquote. Uh, again, I would question that because it's going to be heavy i can't get over the weight of this thing you i would think, love you to think do the someone like you know put that back out i mean that's what i'm imagining they, oh, you know what they had they had a wheelbarrow okay 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 I'm, so you know, i'm seeing this now they had a wheelbarrow again this was sophisticated them. this is my question okay did we find out i just read this but i want to know did do you guys recall me saying anything about which floor this was on no no okay because it looks like there is definitely more than one level to to this this palace palace yeah right it is yeah it's not a single decker palace so do we know (laughs) (laughs) and there will be no more upper deckers (laughs) in the single decker palace okay do we know is blenheim palace it's open as a tourism spot, Absolutely. presumably? yes. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. So it, there people are going to be coming in and out. That won't be unusual. Let's say it's a wheelbarrow. Okay. Yeah. So don't you think you, you could sneak that away? I mean, how were they not caught, right? So it was just like people who look like gardeners. That's exactly mm, yeah. what I was... It's like yeah. sneakers, right? Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. So they, they mm. just walked in bold brass with a wheelbarrow. Or cold. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> and then like, they ripped the thing out, like... Covered it in, I don't know, some kind of, yeah. You don't even cover it. Who's going to say boo to a bunch of people in outfits? Like, you got got outfits, right? Yeah, but. Name tags. Nobody's going to question anything. Mm -hmm. Even if they're taking out a gold toilet. Because it's so bold that people Uh, will be like, there's got to be a reason that this is, that that thing looks jacked. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. No No one's questioning this. Wow. Psychological success. So, I mean, you know, are there other gold toilets that we could. <laughs> like, do you, do do you know I, it would not surprise me do, do we need now a list of no. places we could hit like. well okay so the gold toilet was famously offered to US President Donald Trump in 2017 maybe that's why it was called America <laughs> I, well that was kind of what I was yeah I was thinking maybe um in honor of Donald Trump. Palace Chief Executive also notes, we hope that the wonderful work of our dear friend Maurizio Catalan becomes immortalized by this stupid and pointless act. What? <laughs> okay. Like, I feel someone's going to melt down this toilet. Maybe this is a fun part of the snooze where we actually find out what the oh, latest is. Yeah. Maybe that's the thing. Okay. The All right. Okay. So I have actually just searched for gold toilets around oh. the world. Okay. <laughs> Are there any in Iceland? <laughs> uh, uh, unlikely. Is there a map? Maybe I need a map. No. There is one golden toilet set with diamonds. Wow. Mm. Wow. Diamonds are a turd's best yeah, friend. So. Right. Kind of my kind of toilet there. Yeah. Golden toilet with m- most diamonds sets a record. Probably like in the oh, oh wow. they're actually in the toilet seat. Ooh. Oh. They're like oh, set oh, in the toilet seat. They're like seat. powdered almost. No. Like no. No. The seat is fairly... Oh, man. Go back. Go back. 1.3 million just for the toilet seat. <laughs> just... Oh, my goodness. Do we have a carrot, so carrot count on that? Oh, uh, uh, well, uh, okay. Let's read what it says here. Fancier, luxurious loo. Yes. The okay. answer is yes. Always. Always. Right. Uh, golden lavatory with... For 40,815 diamonds, her has set a Guinness World Record. So there we go. Wow. Okay. Who do, I, do, I wasn't aware that the category existed, but I'm glad. No, no, right? Glad who, knew, to know. who knew? Who knew? Mm, so now no. we who have knew? most expensive toilet. Yeah, most, most diamonds in a toilet. Oh, okay. Not even expensive. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, and I've just done a, I've just made a, uh, internet search on search engine and there has not been any update in the past two weeks as to what is going on with this thing and all i'm finding are further heist stories that might appear on this news later such as the washington post's theft of german treasures join ranks of brazen museum heists from the mona lisa to a solid gold toilet (laughs) (laughs) stay tuned the mona lisa was Oh, very famously, yeah. People love the Mona Lisa. They tried to steal it? Yeah, a couple mm-hmm. times. When? I think it was gone for a considerable amount of time. Should we... And then they found it again? Well, it's... 
Or someone returns it's it. It's there. Yeah. Mona Lisa. Theft. Let's get you some deep. Let's get okay, you some facts on this news show, yeah. right? I didn't know someone stole the Mona Lisa. Okay. But why is that painting so famous? Well, it's a, uh, it's a Da Vinci number one. And mm. he was the original, one of the original masters. And his use of Master- color and shadings, mm. uh, very innovative. Composition. Uh, and Yes. Yes. The, I, think, I think it's the enigmatic smile is the thing. Mm. And only anywhere from 14 to mid-20s of his paintings still exist. Okay. Uh, so the rarity plays into it. Yeah. And uh, I think probably the the theft leads to some celebrity, too, at a certain point. No, but it was stolen and then returned. Okay, so we've got NPR here. Legitimate okay, news legitimate source, news right? Source. Okay. The theft that made the Mona Lisa a masterpiece. And this oh. is uh, reported in 2011. Um, let's see. If you were standing outside the Louvre in Paris on the morning of August 21st, 1911, you might have noticed three men hurrying out of the museum. I bet you they were dressed as gardeners. That's <laughs> with a wheelbarrow. With a wheelbarrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They would have been pretty conspicuous on a quiet Monday morning. Writer and historian James Zug tells Weekends on All Things Considered host Guy Raz. All right, stop plugging yourself on your website, NPR. <laughs> Um, Sunday night was a big social night in Paris, he says, so a lot of people were hungover on Monday morning. The men, three Italian handymen, were not hungover. Again, we're just waiting for the wheelbarrow. Yeah. But they might have been a little tired. They just spent the night in an art supply closet. And on that morning, with the Louvre still closed, they slipped out of the closet and lifted 200 pounds of painting, frame, and protective glass case off the wall. Stripped of its frame and case, the wooden canvas was covered with a blanket and hustled off to the... Quay d'Orsay Station, where the trio boarded a 7.47 a.m. express train out of the city. They'd stolen the Mona Lisa. Wow. Yeah. That's ballsy. With a blanket. Say. See, that's all you need. You just needed a blanket. A blanket. And the right uniform. Now, in answer to our question, famous overnight. Before its theft, the Mona Lisa was not widely known outside the art world. Leonardo da Vinci painted it in 1507, but it wasn't until the 1860s that critics began to hail it as a masterwork of Renaissance painting. And that judgment didn't filter outside a thin slice of French intelligentsia. The Mona Lisa wasn't even the most famous painting in its gallery, let alone in the Louvre, Zug says. Let's see, so on and so forth. Guy who noticed was a pushy still-life artist who set up his easel to paint that gallery in the Louvre. He felt he couldn't work as long as the Mona Lisa wasn't there, Tom Hubler says. Tom Hubler. That's, that's a, a good name. name. That's a great yeah. name. That's that's a JP rolling name. <laughs> um, but the artist wasn't alarmed. At that time, there was a project underway to photograph the Louvre's many works. Each piece had to be taken to the roof since cameras of the day did not work well inside. So finally, he persuaded a guard to go see how long the photographers were going to have the painting. And then we can kind of mm. fill in the rest from there. Mark of shame after the Louvre announced the theft. Newspapers all over the world ran headlines about the missing masterpiece. I bet they were embarrassed. They were, yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> uh, as tensions were escalating between France and Germany ahead of World War I, there were people who thought that the Kaiser was behind it, Hubler mm. says. But the latest one, it was stolen by like three Italian men. Isn't that what it said? This The one in 2011. No, this is uh, reporting in 2011 oh, about the about theft 100 theft. years oh, okay. before. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. gotcha. Um, Maybe they were just trying to take it back. He said later that he was trying to return it to Italy, See? that he was a patriot and it was stolen by Napoleon, <laughs> and he was trying to return it to the land of his birth, James Zug says. I was under the impression, though, that Leonardo lived in France toward the end of his life. But he was still Italian, wasn't he? Yeah. I don't know. Guys. Yeah, yeah. From Vinci. I mean. Yeah. It's right there in the name. Right. I mean. So mm. I just want to take it back to the motherland. Yeah. But uh, now but now it's back in the Louvre. Yeah. So with much fanfare, the painting was returned to the Louvre. Perugia pleaded guilty to stealing it and was sentenced to just eight months in prison. But a few days after his trial, Dorothy Hubler says, I wonder if she's related to Tom. Yeah, Hubler. That's not the one. <laughs> Hubla. Hubla. Since World War I broke out, suddenly the drama of an art heist was off the front pages. This seemed like a very small story, she says. Well, shit, there's some information. Clearly, in Goodness. front of the World War I, it was a small story. And also, not only 
did this happen in 1911, but the news report about it was in 2011. So this is some legit snooze. Yeah. Wow. That's true. Wow. That is <laughs> Way to go, NPR. The laziest. <laughs> All right. Shall we move on? Yes. yes. Okay. okay. So the golden toilet... Was or was not returned, but we will... Is not... We don't know. know. Yeah, it's just All it's right. just an open mystery. So maybe we'll check back on it. I hope they found a good home. Yeah. I hope they're using it. Right? You know? I hope the installation was smooth. <laughs> yeah. I hope they've bolstered their uh, infrastructure, their support system. Because again, solid gold is going to be heavy. Yeah. I, right. I have this beautiful picture of it in like a caravan somewhere being used oh you think down at like brighton beach or something like that yeah or out out in the kent marshes okay (laughs) (laughs) just in the back of a caravan Uh with a just an opening that you know all of that majesty just surrounded by plastic um, yeah or they could have melted it down so don't say that that's probably more likely but i I like to imagine it they gotta, it's a piece of art. They got to appreciate it for what it is. Right? I mean, when you see something like that, I mean, you see it's a, a gold, gold toilet, toilet called America. Yeah. So. <laughs> I'm sold. <laughs> okay. Catherine, what's our next topic? Okay. Uh, file under snooze dossier type, Egypt, mm-hmm. ancient, and otherwise. Thank you. All right. Dateline. Uh, again, a couple of months ago. This goes back to September 2019. September was a busy month. Mm-hmm. Yes. Also, in, from the UK, The Sun, the Ooh. very legitimate <laughs> and newsworthy The Sun, a news UK company. <laughs> this article is called Kamun Out. Mystery box from Tutankhamun's cursed tomb open for the first time ever on camera. Come un out. Come un out. It was shady ass. Yeah, oh, Classic no. The Sun. <laughs> <laughs> the mysterious box. Wait, can we, should we? This is by Harry Pettit, senior digital technology and science reporter. I mean, science is in the name of his title, so you know this is legitimate news reporting, right? It's all facts. In the sun. In the sun. You seem skeptical, Catherine. I don't. Yeah. All right. Well, let's see. There's also one one comment on this article. So the sun's doing pretty well these days, huh? (laughs) One comment. Maybe we'll have to check what the comment is after we read this. I think so. A mystery box found in the tomb of the ancient Egyptian pharaoh King Tutankhamun has been opened for the first time on camera. The three thousand five hundred year old artifact is believed to have been a linen chest used by Tut's wife who is also his half-sister, to store her lavish outfits. Hello! Mm-hmm. Hey! Gauzy okay. gowns, everybody! <laughs> Keeping it in the family. <laughs> yes! And let's see. It's the only artifact of hers that exists, and was... F- which... Mm, curious. Of the wife. I mean, we're sure that the wife exists, right? I mean, maybe... I'm maybe the boy of- king liked to wear fancy dresses. Oh, I think he was in some fairly fancy outfits. I don't, he was a fancy I, young man, mm-hmm. was my understanding. Mm. King Tut? Sharp, yeah. I would say. Yeah. It was found in the 1920s within Tut's treasure-laden tomb in Egypt's Valley of the Kings. Probably not the f- last time we'll be hearing about Egypt and the Valley of the Kings no, on this program. I hope not. Guaranteed. That's one of my places I always want to go. I'm going. Mm. We're going. Egypt, we are going. We're going. Okay. Yeah. Ooh, we take the show on the road. Oh, yes. It's quite, oh, wow. It's rather, have you ever been? New. No. Uh, would you be interested in going? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I've priced it out. It's not too bad from here. Okay. Uh, the box is now being prepped for an exhibition at a Cairo museum, and history bet, historian Bettany Hughes got an unexpected peek inside during the filming of her Channel 5 show, Egypt's Greatest Treasures. Ooh, I get that. Like many of Tut's treasures, the meticulously painted crate was excavated by British archaeologist Howard Carter after he famously discovered King Tut's tomb in 1922. One of the items in Howard Carter's original photographs was this enigmatic box, Hugh said. I feel like they're padding the story So, at this like, point. they waited yeah. from 1922 to now to open this box. I, yeah. yeah it seems so. That's I interesting. Mean, and, okay, what I want to know is, has anyone died? Because... There was, clearly there was a curse, curse yes. around the whole kind of opening of the tomb originally. Yes, of course. I mean, I don't see anything related to it. It's only been a couple of months, though. Some of those deaths were sort of delayed action 
revenge cursings. Okay. Uh, it took or some time. Could be like Defined the mummy style coincidence. Um, oh, Catherine, we don't like to use that word oh, here. We like to, <laughs> sure. you know. It's science-based Magic, fact. yeah. Okay. <laughs> science-based cursing. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, these were professional priests, Catherine. They were doing a lot of this stuff, okay. casting curses sure. left and right. Yeah. I mean, they didn't just stumble into that position. It takes a lot of training to yeah. to uh, anoint things and seal things. And um, I mean, you watch the mummy. Yeah, those I mean, scarabs. I mean, you got to plant all those like, scarabs yeah, in the wall, mm-hmm. pulling things out of the the water. And it's intense what they did <laughs> back in the day. It's a documentary, The Mummy. Oh, the Mummy. Okay. Brendan Fraser. <laughs> Movable headline. AKA <laughs> George of the Jungle. Dude, that was the best movie <laughs> ever. George, George, George. <laughs> no, Encino Man is the best Brendan Fraser movie. You have never seen George of the Jungle. I, I can't say I have either. <laughs> what? You can't tell me that's no. better than it's better than Encino guys, Man. Have you seen Encino I, Man? I've, I've never heard of George of the Jungle. <sighs> There's some things that we need to do. Is watch apparently this one that I've never seen. Encino Man? Yeah. Oh, it is nineties to the it. max. Okay. okay. And then clearly we all have to watch George of the Jungle. Do, where do, do we, we f- that sounds like torture? Where do no. we f- <laughs> It's literally one of the funniest movies. Well, these are the these are two of the three Brendan Fraser uh Fish Out of Water trilogy. Uh Encino Man, he plays a caveman who uh, is unfrozen from a block of ice and enters early 1990s California life mm-hmm. okay. uh, to hilarious comedic effect. Okay. George of the Jungle, so I believe, was, uh, uh, early 2000s, late 90s, yes. uh, thawed from a jungle and joins uh, contemporary life to yes. hilarious fashion. Yes. The third one we're missing, also co-starring Christopher Walken, Blast from the Past. Brendan Fra- Fraser plays a young man who whose family stayed in a bunker during an atomic test. I haven't seen this one either. Oh, okay, maybe we need to run on a festival. Maybe that's yeah. Maybe the, and then there I was mean, the last. I think the, the last one that I remember of Brendan Fraser was um, the one where he made the deal with the devil. Bedazzled Bedazzled with, with fucking Elizabeth Hurley. Elizabeth Hurley. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> that's another one. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it is. <laughs> I got that movie. <laughs> it's not a good movie. Either. It's not a good but movie, I'll, but I would say George of the Jungle is much better than. Yeah. Yes. You, it, it, <laughs> you've not watched it. I haven't watched. It. I okay, can't judge it. Okay. I just got a feeling though. No, no, it will surprise you in many unexpected <laughs> ways. Okay. I, I'm assuming that part of its uh, George, charm George, 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 is the fact that there's kind of a lot of topless yeah, yeah, but, action. But even outside of that, it's really funny. I don't know if that's going to help me in that regard. <laughs> yeah. Is there any, I mean... There's a lot of... Uh, is Elizabeth Early in it? N- no, I don't know the lady's name. Oh. Um, all right, let's... Hey, it's this news. There's let's a look it up. Chimpan- uh, talking gorilla. Oh, I like that. I can get behind that. George. And an uh, elephant dog. I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> sounding confusing. <laughs> sounding like it's a, one of your dreams. <laughs> oh, <laughs> don't talk about those on air. Listen, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm sorry. IMDb has George of the Jungle, 1997's okay. George of the Jungle. George, a, George, you want to guess? You want to guess the star rating out of ten? Four. <laughs> wow, that high goodness. See, that's a, this is a great game because then I get your real take on what you think it is. It's actually five point four, okay, so it's yeah. better than fifty percent good. Who else do we have here? Brendan Fraser, Leslie Mann. I don't know who that is. Thomas Hayden Church, Richard Roundtree, John Cleese. Okay, all right. <laughs> but it's really funny, guys. I, well. Well, it's got a python, right? Yes, and uh, it's got a talking gorilla, and he's trained the elephant to be his dog. <laughs> and there's a a toucan, one of those toucan birds. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you in the listening audience, Trishma just did an interesting puppeteering maneuver Miming. of what a toucan looks like toucan with their can. hand. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, these are the smartest women I know. I mean, I know. This is just the we smartest are. people are. in the neighborhood. Thanks. 
This is it. Um, in Egypt's greatest treasure, Hughes, fascinated by Akasanaman's antique chest, asked museum curator Dr. Essa Zidane if they could open it. Which again seems like an like a gimme, right? Like there's a chest you can open it. Like, but why did it take the, them so long? The, great, to the greatest treasure to... discovered ever. Oh, God, I, I don't know. I don't have the answer to to that question. I'm just saying. To her surprise, he said yes, giving her what she claimed was a world first look inside the ancient trunk. Why is this a surprise? So clearly, because the woman had to ask because she's curious. Is that what? <laughs> Isn't oh, a, you think it's a, a, a sexist thing? It's no, a, I was just saying that oh. if it's the finally after 80 years, the women wanted to open it. They, oh, it's the curse, right? They're worried about the curse. But she's like, I want to know the clothes inside. No, I was really oh, I see. Good women be shopping. Okay, right? sorry, guys. All right. Go down my stereotypes <laughs> of women. It's good. It's, t- it's timely. We run the world. I kn- yeah. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> Are there any details about the uh, garments? Uh, that's a great question. I mean, that they would still be intact is a surprise. Mm. Don't you think? Okay. Mm. So this is a box that has never been filmed before or opened, and the doctor just offered to open it for us. Hughes said, quote, I think it looks like a linen chest, unquote. Unfortunately, the chest was empty, but Hughes said she could, quote, Smell the history, unquote, coming out of it. Um, Does that mean it smells bad? I (laughs) So this is a picture of the... Okay, so this is from back in the day, Uh from 22, when they opened the fabulous tomb, and that's it right there. I see. So, I mean, that's kind of cool. Yeah. You know, that it was part of the... I mean, I don't think, like, uh, any kind of cloth will... Stay intact over three thousand five hundred yeah. years. Yeah, yeah. You would mm. think. Well, but except the uh, wrappings. Oh, yeah. Of course, they were right. covered in a lot of resins and things like that to preserve yeah. them. Yeah. But maybe they uh, did the same with their linens. I don't. I don't know. Empty. Maybe they just like the box. It's a good looking box. It's, it's a, a handsome nice box. box, right? Yeah, yeah. It looks quite new. Also, you could put a nice, um, like a, a throw blanket in yeah. there. Uh, you know, quilt or something. Mm-hmm. And keep it beside the sofa. Maybe that's when. Nights. Maybe it was for the chilly nights for yeah, King maybe. Tut. Maybe oh, right. So maybe well, he took the blankets out and. Yeah. Uh, I mean, ideally, you'd have a flat top on it. I mean, it's got a round top. Mm-hmm. I mean, where are you going to put your tea? Right. I mean, oh, uh, you put your tea, yeah. or you could do like a yeah. footrest yeah. type of thing. Mm, that would be nice. Be, There's a lot of opportunities, so they can repurpose <laughs> this. Really, I think so. I think may, maybe they should upcycle it. I think <laughs> How much would that sell for? You think it would be as um, valuable as the golden toilet? Oh, I love this. I love <laughs> oh, this feature. Okay. Okay. Mm, all right. That's it's a great question because I I don't know what right. what the answer would be. Right. All right. Okay. What do you? Okay. Let's let's bring it down to what do you want more? Like if you were offered both and you can only have one, which one are you taking? What to sell or to actually use? Oh. Uh, um, I don't want to put those kind of limits on this. Maybe just just a shady guy with the truck out back. (laughs) He's like, look, I got a couple things. You can have one. Which one do you want? So I'll go toilet or this uh, pretty rare, you know, like the thing about Tut's things, they're not in circulation, right? The the grave wasn't ransacked except for Howard Carter's Mm. sticky fingers, but he found it. So just skim a little off the top, right? (laughs) But uh, it's, you know, King Tut stuff's not out there. So you've got an original relic from his tomb. Mm. Solid gold, 18 carat toilet. Only 18 carats, remember. Mm-hmm. Not goldy now. Yeah. No, it's just yeah, the yeah. right amount. All right, I would say. Mm, yeah. Tasteful. What do you do? Catherine, what do you do? Well, what a choice. I think I, I would have to go blanket box. Yeah. Because I kind of feel like you're going to get more use out of the blanket box, right? Well, this is it. I already have a toilet. What do I need another right. one? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it does I one job. Also, it does that job fine. Yeah. I mean, and why also, do I need something else? I feel like the smell of history might be better than the smell of shit. Like, you know? yeah, uh, <laughs> well, unless the smell true. of history is, in fact, just really old shit. shit. That's true. Also true. All the, the articles about the toilet have been neglecting the fact that this was a toilet that was encouraged to be used. So you're just, exactly. you, no matter what it's made out of, you're dragging around a used toilet. <laughs> Wouldn't that be amazing? 
What, what in particular? Use the clean toilet. <laughs> just be like, okay. Let me, just, let me yeah, just pull just, it out. Just, just need a little quality time here. This is <laughs> this is the most first world thing I could possibly do. It's <laughs> shit in this solid cold toilet. Cold toilet and ruin it. Oh boy. Yeah. All right. <laughs> exactly. Is there like a solid cold like brush to go with it? Like. <laughs> And we now hand you over to the lovely Catherine Sherlock with the Sauropod Shipping Report. Catherine? Good evening. Biscay, northwesterly, 7-8, but never 9. <laughs> if you look portside, you will see a large cluster of seaweed that might make a nice centerpiece for the captain's table in the mess hall. McMurdo Station, 17 west by 14 south. Breezy, with a chance of perpetual breeziness. <laughs> Otherwise pacified by a light shower and a weighted blanket. <laughs> Cromarty, waves cresting at 19 to 29, with dips into the low 11s. Elsewhere in the lanes, rather crowded. Shannon, northeasterly, running a fever of 103. Your boatswain locker door is wide open and your windlass is showing. Nags head, ice and fog. Combining in two for one of isolation, sometimes it's better to have loved and lost on the high seas than never to have been loved before. Additionally, if you check your compass, you will find that you are, in fact, currently quite lost. <laughs> and Tophagast, gales of 52, peaking out at slightly below 55. Your husband called and would like to know if you're coming home tonight or if he should just make enough taco meat for himself. Clooney. Currents running at four knots, but feel closer to seven. If you have a striped t-shirt and one of those little squeeze box accordions, now would be the time to use them. Dover. 10. 62. 87. 44. And we have a bingo. <laughs> Cleanup is needed on the quarterdeck, as Jenkins has taken ill and evacuated yesterday's hardtack. Booth Bay, southwesterly is keeping steady at 17.772. Skies overhead are loaded with clouds that look like the following. 1. A rabbit wearing a trilby hat. 2. A milk bottle with a baby's hand reaching out. And 3. A head of broccoli, reading a used copy of the Wuthering Heights. Taipei. Light showers and other random precipitations accumulating up to 82 centimetres. The bosun's mate would like to remind all crew members that eye patches should only be worn by those who actually require the use of an eye patch. Catherine Sherlock, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, Catherine. <laughs> and, and I'm sure the seas are safe. <laughs> Here's hoping. Here's Our thoughts are with... Everybody out there out on the high Brave seas. men and women of, and mer people out there. Be safe. All of the seamen. <laughs> Classic Sherlock. <laughs> and we shall now hand the show over to Miss Shrishma Nike. Catherine, what is Shrishma's topic for the day? Firelander snoozed off the air type. The moon. Energy filled. And otherwise. I feel like this ta- this this one was made just for me. Directly related to directly related to the conversation to we had yes on the Moon 2019 Halloween special. Check it out, everybody! Join the Halloween party. Yes. It's never just always Halloween here. But what's the article? What do we have today? This is an article by Astronomy.com. What if the Moon disappeared tomorrow? Oh. What? I'd be really upset, guys. Just to say. Before we even get into the article. It's a beautiful object. Yeah. An objet, if you will. I mean, okay. Sitting on a shelf in the sky. God's shelf. God's shelf. a shelf. Or, you know, held together by energies. (laughs) Right, of course. (laughs) That that holds sway over your life. Over your life, Mm -hmm. yeah. That, Mm -hmm. you know, may or may not turn you into werewolf. (laughs) 
Be made of cheese. No. Okay, guys. The moon holds Earth's 23.5 degree tilt steady. <laughs> energy holding us in place. It's not and moon energy, it's gravity. Gra- but it's the name of what you're just gravity. Call gravity show. dog. You know what? Without our satellite, the planet would wobble dramatically, affecting seasons and climate. Right, cuz gravity. Like you guys just justifying everything I said in the last podcast. <laughs> everything. Yeah, I mean, but gravity is just another name for energy. So the two are wholly interchangeable. We can agree on yeah. that. Okay. Uh, no. Mm. No? Mm. What do you mean no? <laughs> Gosh, guys. The closest object to our planet, the moon, may seem like the Earth's little sibling, but since its birth... Can I just hold you, hold you up right there? Uh, technically, the closest object to the Earth is probably some kind of airplane, like a, right? or like a Frisbee. Something low-flying. <laughs> Just wanted to, I mean, I'm sure this is a legitimate publication. I mean, it's astronomy.com. So clearly the science. They paid for the the domain. I mean, that's a legit domain. There's no .govs or anything. But what would happen if the moon vanished tomorrow? (sighs) There'll be no werewolves. No werewolves. Kind of dark, uh, darker than usual. In Iceland, right. On some evenings. Okay. So, three billion years ago, the moon was closer to the Earth. A lot of things would have changed pretty dramatically, says Matthew Siegler. I like these names. We had Hublar, Siegler. Is it Siegler, Siegler with an S or a Z? It's Siegler with an Siegler, S. Siegler, okay. Says Matthew Siegler, lunar research scientist at the Planetary Institute in Dallas, Texas, y'all. What? He must be right. Yeehaw. He knows exactly what this guy knows exactly what he's talking about. Right now, the moon is far enough from the mo- from is far enough away that most things it does for us are very long term, like stabilizing our orbit hundred our orbit over hundreds and thousands of years if we all woke up one morning to find the moon missing most of us probably wouldn't notice i mean I that's not notice. that can't that's not true i mean in the morning if you woke up but then by nighttime mm, okay yeah all right fair you know, fair those who live near oceans would find the tides reduced but not completely absent really so my whole oh. thing about seeding that to you the movement of the tides representing some kind of movement to yeah, your... Yeah, but did you miss the part where he says over hundreds over time. and thousands of years? Okay, so... so It'll take a it'll while take to unravel. It'll take a while for it to completely stop having an effect. I'm confused. It takes a ta- it takes time, so if it's gone, if it's just gone it won't gone. be overnight. The, Why know, wouldn't it be? It's because if it's because there, the energy that started traveling has yeah. already gotten here. But it's so so. <laughs> the, 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 the thing, I guess it's 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 already impacted certain things. There's a force uh, occurring that has waves. Effectively, it's like dropping okay. a uh, pebble into a pond or something. Okay. And you have the ripples, uh, and then they get less and less. And there's no friction in space. No. What? Wouldn't it? Uh, well, there's no there's no friction in space, right? Mm, there's no. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. No one hears you go, ow. Right. Nobody, yeah. <laughs> what was that again? Ah. Oh, okay. What are you doing it, in it, space, it, Catherine? It, it, it chafes. <laughs> really, Catherine has some moon fantasies that she wants to share. <laughs> That's a great, I like the name of that show, Moon, moon Fantasies, fantasies. With Catherine Sherlock. <laughs> Okay, we're sitting comfortable, people. <laughs> you, this is even better. You wouldn't really, you wouldn't entirely ruin surfing as a sport, but surfing would suck without the moon. <laughs> you mean it doesn't suck anyway? What? So this lunar researcher, this lunar research scientist, main takeaway is that surfing would suck. <laughs> Wow. If the moon disappears tomorrow. Fact. So, there we go. I mean, okay. While a moonless sky wouldn't affect most of our day-to-day lives, it would upend the lifestyles of many nocturnal animals. Animals like moths have evolved over millions of years to navigate by the light of the moon and stars. Newly hatched turtles use the moonlight to find their way to the ocean. 
and they're struggling enough as it is, <laughs> thanks to artificial streetlights that lure them in the wrong direction. Ooh. Easily confused. The turtles? I guess so. I mean, streetlights are going to... Who isn't right? Fair. <laughs> I'm still baffled by... So why do we need the moon then? What's the magic of the moon? If, it's, okay, if it seems to be like... Okay, the next section oh, okay, is... Okay, okay, okay. The moon's earthly impacts. That's okay. the next section. So are you ready? Sounds deadly. An errant moon would also affect Earth's motion about its axis. Mm-hmm. The pull of the moon currently increases the length of day about two milliseconds every century. <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait, wait, so two milliseconds. Let's just measure that, and it's done. Right? Yeah, oh it's yeah. Done. So Every over a century. century. Though, if that increase stopped tomorrow, it wouldn't be very noticeable to our human time scales. I don't know. I don't think he's making much of a point. There's not. This is not a he's great just argument like, for the moon. Um, nothing would happen. Yeah, it'd just be gone. Um, however, 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 if the moon had disappeared a billion years ago, our rotation would be very different today. How different? Very different. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't give details. This is useless. Man, I just shouted out this guy from Dallas, Texas, and I'm really disappointed <laughs> in this article. Everything. No, sorry. Early on, the Earth had four-hour rotations, which the moon slowly and persistently slowed to 24-hour days we know now. Without the moon's presence all those years, we'd still be spinning much faster and feeling even more like there weren't enough hours in a day. What? I don't know about this uh, article, yo. I used to be really into the moon, and now this is making me like yeah. the moon slightly less. Yeah. No, I still like the moon. It's this, ornamental, I, what though. I'm, what I'm not enjoying is this is, you know, Not hard assessment. science. Mm. I'm thinking there's not enough hard science. Like, I feel like they, he could have, you know, he just, he didn't do his research. <laughs> think he's just spitball. He's just yeah, yeah. Basically, this is fluff, man. He, somebody he, he, called he just, him. Like this, he's hungover. He just kind of got up. He's like, oh, shit. I need he to took the call like, you know, because think, the phone I was. I think the was Cowboys must him. have lost the day before, and he was like, "Fuck it, I'm just writing this article about the moon." The change in Earth's tilt would happen gradually, though we wouldn't notice it instantly or likely even within our lifetime. But for animals that have evolved over millions of years in life. To live in sync with the seasons, it might be hard for them to adapt even over what would seem like a long time scale to us. Well, that's too bad. I feel bad for I them. the animals, yeah. Because the animals, uh, I mean, you know, they can't help. I mean, but it's yeah, their nature. It's nature, right? It's part of um, the But cycles. otherwise, it's not, if it goes away, it's not going to impact Bro, our lives. It holds the that's Earth's <laughs> tilt at 23.5 <laughs> degrees, fairly steady. So, does that mean, in conclusion the position of the equator would change no. because the tilt but the equator won't move the equator is, yeah i know is, but like there, there's got to be if there's a tilt and there's you know there's yeah like yeah 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 straight I got lines you. Do you know i got what you, what I mean? yeah. so, so something's something's moving in relation i think so to i think it's it would to the sun mm-hmm. you know because we are in a certain <laughs> i'm the person who asked once very um funnily does the moon rise in the west <laughs> I'll let you mull on that. Okay. I don't need to. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for that opportunity. For the backstory behind that, we uh, tune into our next episode. <laughs> Snooze. Okay. Losing the moon would also mean losing a wealth of information about the young Earth. What? <laughs> <laughs> well, you mean meteor strikes? I mean, like, because, like, obviously the moon acted as, like, a protector. Oh, protector. Oh, mm. okay. Thanks to tectonic activity, there are no truly old rocks on Earth. But the geo- ge- geologically inactive moon serves as a repository of information about what the Earth and the solar system were like a billion Billions of years ago. Mm, it's still kind of a reach for me as far yeah, as like, this is so news we so need to know. No, I don't know. Old, the, like the rocks, the rocks that were okay. file cabinet for the rocks so that for were instance, the For instance, the number of craters on the moon tells scientists that there was a period of heavy bombardment by asteroids some 4.1 mm-hmm. to 3.8 sure. billion years ago. Chemical analysis of moon rocks has also helped us learn much of our planet planet's water was brought to earth by comets and asteroids 
I mean, he's not made a case for them. I, I don't want to read this article anymore. Well, I think he's clearly made, <laughs> he's clearly made no case for the news. Rejected. Rejected. Yes. Yeah. There was no talk this of werewolves. Not good enough. There was no talk of like lunar cycles and how that's important. <laughs> I mean, the most he said is surfing will suck. I don't. I, I, don't I, know, I, I, I think uh, some of his Marcus some of his points were Siebler. not thought through well enough. I think there were. Deeper conclusions to be drawn yeah. than just this surface. Yeah, should have taken another pass at it. Yeah. Uh, and also, we've taken pictures of the moon pretty thoroughly at this point. So, I mean, it could just go. I mean, if that, if all we're looking at are the the craters and we've measured the craters and, the and um, we've figured out the age of that, mm-hmm. and uh, we've got we've gone up there, we've we've tooled around in our little cart, you know, uh, whack some golf balls around. I feel like w- maybe we're done with the moon. We played golf on the moon? Yeah. Really? You've never seen the footage of playing golf on the moon? Mm-mm. It's very from the macho. First, and, from the first uh, moon landing? or Not the first, uh, but somewhere within those two years. Okay. Um, yeah. Now, yeah, hold on. see, I'm still slightly worried about the tilt, you know. Yeah, I mean, I feel A- like if the tilt went off. Angles of dangles, all that. You know, <laughs> I think these things are important, frankly. Especially if you're getting shaped in the in space. Oh yeah, man. <laughs> I suppose the angles do matter. Catherine, thank you for bringing it all home to us. <laughs> I think that's the only conclusion that we can come to, frankly. And this has been The Snooze. Uh, on behalf of myself, Justin Zeppa, thank you very much for joining us. Shrishma, Shrishma Naik, thank you. Thank you, Justin Zeppa. You really brought the flavor. I know. We're on a strictly first and last name basis now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I like where this is going. Add some gravitas. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Did you? Would you like a title or something like that? You know, Duchess Shrishma of Nike. I I think. Yeah, this is going with the theme of adding gravity. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Little moon magic in your in your toddy. But I mean, I think we should um, stick to the Shrish turn. You're not a Shrish turn though. You're you're a co-host now. Yeah, you've. like a like a butterfly, you've emerged from your chrysalis, and you're here. <laughs> I would like to also point out that Catherine Sherlock, thank you for joining us, and also you skipped the internship program slash shristernship program. Oh gosh, I did. It's okay, but you had the credit hours, yeah. so it makes sense. <laughs> it makes sense. The resume looked good. The CV, as we would call it over here in Europe. Europe. <laughs> <laughs> Catherine Sherlock, thank you also for joining and for hosting. Why, thank you for having me. And for your shipping information. Because, mm-hmm. you know, the moon, moon's at it. <laughs> the moon is at it. <laughs> oh, and if, and if sure. the moon goes away, it's still going <laughs> to... It will still be okay. still be churning. <laughs> but surfing will suck. <laughs> <laughs> Legit. Mm-hmm. And this has been the news that was the snooze.